Welcome, everybody, back to another piece of the weekly Wilson puzzle. My name is Brian Wilson. And my name is Jay Wilson. I really like changed. No, it hasn't. Not since last week or the week before because we skipped a week. Oh, yeah, so we only said we were still known as that until next week. Oh, shoot. So we had a week where we just weren't known as anything, huh? Yeah, we were just off the face of the map. Um, Yeah. I really liked how you called us a piece at first. Did you go in intending to do that, or then did you have to wipe up the mess with the puzzle analogy? No, it was intended. I I take a solid five seconds thinking of the intro every time before I do it, so... Okay. I can see it because you look to the left... And then you take a breath, and then you snap in. <laughs> yep, that's all the time I spend thinking about it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Well, today, we have a few things we want to talk about. Um, some big life events. Um, some events that we're anticipating, and we could set expectations for, and therefore raise the stakes. But most importantly, we want to talk about the recent Florida trip we went on with the whole family. Yeah, so that's the reason... Oddly enough, it's the reason we didn't record an episode last week, because, I don't know, we planned on it, but when we're in person and everything's happening together, it's like we don't really have anything to talk about, so there's no need to record. I mean, this podcast is mainly just for us, so... We definitely could have riffed for an hour, and I think it would have been a great episode, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but we were just having too much darn fun, I think. Like, we were always... Yeah, it was low on the priority list of when there's all the other things to do in Florida. Yeah. Which, so. not to say we were busy, per se. <laughs> <laughs> we would just much rather lay around and do yeah. nothing than yeah. record a podcast. We would much rather just talk to each other than record each other talking to each other. Yeah. No, why overcomplicate things? But before that, before we dive into it, um, mm-hmm. As of the recording of this, it is my birthday eve, but as of release, Ooh. it's probably my faux show birthday. Yeah. Jay will be deep into 21 years old by the time this airs. Yeah. Hours. Oh, wait, no, it's airing tomorrow, so. Yeah. You'll still be fresh. <laughs> but <laughs> well, by the time people listen thinking? to it. <laughs> yeah. By the time people listen to it, you'll probably be like in your late 40s. And by the time this podcast is really appreciated, I'll be long gone. I think we're going to be like. <laughs> We're going to be like a Hemingway of podcasts, I think. Yeah. Was he appreciating his time? I hope not. That would be a good reference. I have no idea. Anyways. <laughs> um, anywho, so I thought that was exciting, and I wanted you to perhaps wish me a future birthday message that I can then listen to on my birthday. No, I'll think about it. Okay. If it ever strikes you, I guess, midway through the podcast, then you can do it, but I was really expecting more at this moment. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, along with my I don't birthday, know if you deserve it. yeah, not yet. I have to do a good podcast to earn it. Um, but moving on with my birthday, so we already did like the celebration piece, really in Florida. So I wasn't mm-hmm. really gonna, planning on having anything big happening like on the actual day. But I have organized a race amongst my friends, which you already know of. It is. Yeah, a I've heard mile. a little bit about it, but I don't think you've fully explained it just to me. Really. I don't think so. Oh, well, I figured you knew most of the mechanics. So I'm doing a beer mile with some of my friends. Um, All of us have legal drinking age. But um, essentially, it's just a mile-long race, and then before every quarter-mile lap, you drink a full beer. 
So it starts off with you drinking a beer. Yes. And then it ends with you running across the finish line. Yeah. And I've done a lot of planning because I really want this to be fun. Um, so in my research, you have to play the national anthem. It's a sporting event, so you just got to do it. And okay. I think it'll really get us in the zone. I'm planning so on, like... Makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to do my full warm-up. Like, I'm showing up to the starting line an hour before race time. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and I'm going to be wearing my uniform. Got to represent UC Run Club. It's going to be, like, okay, 30 okay. degrees outside. <laughs> I was going to ask what the weather's expected to be like. Yeah, so it's not going to be great, but I'm really going all out. Um, I was really psyched to, like, ramp up my running to try and, like, prepare for this, because I was going to, like, go all out, try to, like, uh-huh. stunt on my friends if they weren't like, coming correct. <laughs> um, then, upon, like, very uh, little research, I've found that the running is almost 0% of it. Like, it's more about how fast you can chug four beers. Yeah, so, like, to the layman, like, the beer is the giant, like, obstacle to overcome. Like, the running matters almost zero. Um, so Interesting. I didn't really prepare because... Well, I didn't prepare running-wise because I, um... I feel that I'll be well below my running capacity just based off of my drinking capacity um, okay <laughs> the viewers should also know that in high school i think for like almost every race i'm not sure if this was my entire high school career but i would dry heave like at least once every race <laughs> oh yeah you never did have a strong stomach huh <laughs> and i never i never threw up really but who knows if i have four beers in me <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe a dry heave won't go over so well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you going to go all out to the point that you think you're going to be dry heaving? Like, you're treating this like a like a de facto race, 100%? Yeah, so here's where I'm going into it. In, uh, in the research I did, not only did they say the running didn't matter, but they also said that the running was basically just you trying to recover from each beer. So, like, you might even be stretching out the running so that you can, like, burp up suds and stuff. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I have some some slight prowess. I'm probably at least above average in chugging. Yeah. And I feel like you could chug one and just like be like, Bleh, and just kind of like shake it off and then go run. Yeah. Like, I think they're probably saying that the running isn't as important when it's just a bunch of people who aren't runners doing one. Because then what do you think the variance is in every person's 400 time? Probably not much. Yeah. But if they're all running, like, I don't know, two minutes for a, a 400, which is eight-minute pace, I'd say that's pretty pretty average, kind of quick for some people. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, like, you could easily drop, like, a 70-second 400. Ooh, easily. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a little... That's a little... But, like, a 90-second, like, six-minute pace. Yeah, like, if I... Yeah. If I you're doing definitely intervals, be able to do that. But yeah, so if you think about that, that's a solid thirty seconds, thirty second gap on someone who's going two minutes. Mm-hmm. So then, how long does it take you to chug a beer? Thirty seconds. If it takes that's that long, you're going pretty slow. The pros do it in like six seconds. Yeah, I know. So I don't know about that. Also, maybe like the person who I got the the running doesn't matter advice from is like they do these and like they're a runner and they like just they do them. Like, that's their thing. Their favorite race, okay. I guess. So, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical, but regardless, I kept up whatever amount of running I was doing, but I, like, haven't been doing any speed training, per se. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be an adventure, but I'm excited. Um, one of the contestants recently tore his ACL, though. So Oh, no. We're down a contestant. We're down to three. Everyone's getting a medal. Okay. And you said <laughs> one of the people... Um, is our one friend who, like, he's an athlete, but not super athletic anymore, but is, like, one of the best drinkers we know. He tore his ACL. Oh, that's on, darn it. Yeah, skiing actually. <laughs> Man, that was, like, a highly anticipated matchup. Too. Right? I was excited. Yeah, so that friend was the ideation of me doing a beer mile, because he was a great drinker, and I was a much faster runner at the time. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Um, boy, every time I talk about how I'm not that fast right now makes me want to be fast. Do you ever get that? Yeah. Well, every time I talk about not being fast, everyone else is always still like, that's way faster than all of us mortals. (laughs) All of us non-runners. That's the thing is like, I'll be running 60 miles a week and then I'll be like, yeah, I think I want to try to get back into shape here pretty soon. And everyone's like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. It's a because I'm weird... just doing easy miles. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's entirely different. Like it's it's like a fighter going through a training camp. Like it's not sustainable. You have a certain timeline, and then you're like at your fastest your body can be, and then you decline. It's a very, yeah. it's a pushing your body type of thing that I feel like you don't get to do very often. Mm-hmm. And then also, last thing about the beer mile is I know there's usually like like a ten meter range or something where you're allowed to walk and chug. Do you have that mm-hmm. all that set out? Yeah, so I was thinking we're doing it at the old house, so okay. that like the beef house part of driveway. Yeah, the beef house. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, so I'll be able to walk through there, but then the course is around that block with the hill. Ooh, so it's a hilly beer mile. Yeah, but then you get to come back down. So like elevation change is going to be net zero, but still, yeah, it's the only is that block that's a quarter, a quarter mile. mile. Yeah. Huh? Who knew? Yeah, we never knew that. I didn't, at Yeah, least. you'd think that's something we would have noticed in all of our years of running. And having yeah. to, like, tack on extra miles at the end of a run. Yeah. But I wanted you to set a time that you think I can get so I can have something Ooh. to motivate me through that third lap. You know, the real killer. Okay. So, hmm. so you're treating it like a race. Yeah. Okay. And what was your PR in high school? My PR mile was a 444. 444. Okay. So that plus hills plus not in great shape plus drinking. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would be surprised if I could break I would I would love to crack 5 if I wasn't or not crack 5 but crack into the 5 minute realm. Yeah. If I was going to say I'd give you under beer. 6. I'd give really? you under six. For the whole thing? Yeah. With drinking beer? Yeah. How, oh, Also, man. I don't know. I've never really seen you try to chug anything. Are you a good chugger? I am, like, respectable at shotgunning a beer. Like, I can I can hang, and I can beat people. Okay. Um, as far as, like, just chugging from a bottle, it depends. Mm. Like, oh, I've been bottles, good at it. not cans. Well, I saw the pros doing bottles, so I figured it's... Okay, okay. That's the... And I'm going to get Coors Light in honor of Emma Coburn. (laughs) Oh, I guess, like, not only are you not in great running shape, like, you haven't been running, like, seven days a week. You've been running, like, three, four days a week, huh? Yeah. Well, I'd I'd say, like... Because I was going to say... Soft five. If you're... I want to give you, like... If you were to go to a track and really light out a mile right now, I want to give you, like, 515. Okay. 
So then I guess that's 45 seconds for four beers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it gets on that's top a of lot. You. Okay, I don't think you're going to. All right, I'll put the over under at 6.30. 6.30. I don't think I'll get close to that, man. If <laughs> Really? Yeah, I was like thinking like 10 minutes. <laughs> Seriously? Dude. Like by the time you get to beer number three, I'm like burping oh, I... and panting and trying to chug a beer. You think I'm gonna do that in like within twenty seconds? I give you under ten minutes easy. You think? Oh yeah, I'd say under eight at least. Oh man. Okay, I guess going going for sub eight would be I think admirable because that's like the barrier where it's like, hey, let's go for a run. How fast do you go? It's like, oh, like sub eight. Yeah. Okay, well, we've laid out our stances here pretty clearly. I'll be interested to get the results next week and see I'm, who was closer to the mark. Your belief in me really inspires me, like, to try and get into shape. It's just so hard, man. I'm, like, running alone every day, and then it's oh, like poor I'm trying... Okay, I understand <laughs> that you run alone as well, but it's, like, always beach weather where you're at, dog. So I don't uh, it was raining yesterday. It was 45 and raining, and I did a 15-miler. It was 35 and raining today. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the worst of the worst weather. Um, I didn't run, though, so... <laughs> um, but... Because... <laughs> but, okay, so I was getting geared up. I'm wearing my running shirt, but then I was just like, shoot, podcast, so then I called you. <laughs> oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyways, um... But yeah, I always want to get back into shape, but it's just so tough when I'm like waiting till the evening because I'm like hoping for people to run with and then they give me the confirmation that no, nobody's running. And it's mm. like, it's dark outside. But yeah, anyways, I've been climbing. enough excuses. Um, real excited for that, but let's get to talking about Florida because we had a ball and a half. Okay, okay. So, I feel Where like we recap- start. Like, recapping our trip is kind of dumb, I feel like. Yeah, because it was just a lot of nothing. Yeah, so I really wanted to get into, like, the philosophy of it. I mean, I guess, quick recap, we played a lot of spike ball, we played a lot of shuffleboard, we had my birthday boonanza, and, like, hung out as a family. But that's all that really And the follow-up poonanza. Yeah, <laughs> poonanza <laughs> point two. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I guess we could... Um. We could describe the reason why it's not worth it for us to recap the vacation by describing the Wilson philosophy on vacations as a whole. Yeah, go for it. Which is, um, I really liked how you put it the one day we were sitting on the beach, I think it was. You were like, okay, there's vacations and there's trips. I enjoy, tri- I enjoy both, but when we come to Florida, it's a vacation. Yeah. Because the idea of a vacation is to just like let go no itinerary, no plans, nothing. You're just hanging out, relaxing, doing whatever you want to do on a whim. Yeah. And to me, that's the most relaxing thing. As opposed to a trip where you're going like to a cool place and it's like, oh, these are all the cool things we want to do. Like, this is all the things we want to hit while we're here. That's like, to me, that's not relaxing or a break from anything. Because in daily life, you have, like, your daily itinerary of things you need to do. You have to go to work. You have to go to the grocery store, blah, 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 blah. When you go on a trip, you're just in another place with another itinerary. Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't seem relaxing. Like, you still have to be organizing transportation to and from places, being at places at certain times to do certain things. 
I don't know. There's definitely merit in it because obviously the things you're doing are way cooler and way more fun, but it's not relaxing. Yeah. And I prefer to relax. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Like, some people just, like, describe it being hard for them to relax. And, like, with how some of our family, like, handles certain stressful scenarios or, like, getting into a rut or, like, existential dread, like, <laughs> perhaps. Um, yep, runs in the would, family. Yeah, you'd think some of us might not, might not be the greatest at relaxing, but, like, I feel like all of us are pretty freaking good at relaxing. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, when there's nothing to do, we're okay with it, and we just, like ask Mm -hmm. and the reason i love it on vacation so much is because so like uh we'll spend a weekend just like all day watching tv playing video games Mm -hmm. like just these past couple weekends me and sydney have spent basically all day like playing minecraft and just kind of like loafing around being lazy but uh for me it's like if i play too much of a video game or, like, I'm really bad at watching, at, like, binging TV shows. Because mm-hmm. if I get to, like, episode three or four of something, I just start to feel gross. I feel bad about myself. I'm like, I should be doing something. Yeah. Um, which I think is what people mean when they say I have a hard time relaxing. Because it's just always, like, I'm trying to relax, but, like, oh, I should be doing this. Or, oh, I need to work on this. There's other things that need to be getting done. Yeah. But... And I feel that way when I'm at home. If I spend too much time indulging myself in a hobby, then I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. I need to do the dishes, or I need to blah 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 There's something that needs to be done. Yeah. But when you're on vacation, you're removing yourself from your productive environment, from the environment where you're expected to be productive. And you're on vacation, and I'm like, there's nothing to do here, and I couldn't do anything if I wanted to. So none okay. of those things are nagging at me. Yeah. So I can so I can read by the pool for six hours and not feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of merit to that. Um, also, like, what I really love is having um, just like a few things. I don't know. I think part of it was like rotating what we were doing. Like we wouldn't just sit by the pool for like five hours. We would oh let's read for a little bit. Oh let's go play spike ball or oh let's uh, like make lunch or go mm-hmm. grab lunch from a place. But, um, where was I going with that? So, like, we can rotate our activities, but I feel like there's definitely a big part of it that's just, like, all that stuff is inaccessible. It's like, all we're doing is here, and there's only family to just hang out with. And for me, I feel like a big part of the, like, restfulness of that vacation was going from seeing nobody to just, like, having people in my life again. Like, I felt so much at ease just because, like, I had, like, exposure to people. Yeah. You know? That's true. There were a lot of points in the vacation where I was like, I don't want to be doing anything with anybody right now, but I still want to be around everyone. Yeah. Like, like I want to sit next to everyone and listen to them talking to each other. But I don't Mm -hmm. want to involve myself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is like, yeah, I think that's coming from just us having to be so isolated for so long at this point. Yeah, like today I came back and, uh, or wait, we had, we already had one full day of being back. So I've been fairly productive on my computer, but then there's just so much time and like, I don't have work anymore and I go for a run. Oh, you're done with work? Yeah, I was done the week, like the day I left for Florida. 
Oh, wow. So you're on free time right yeah. now. But, like, here, it's like I'm trying to be really safe about quarantining. And now, every, especially now, everybody's going to see their family. So, like, even everybody else is being super careful, too. So it's like there's nobody. And I'm just like, <laughs> pew, what to do? <laughs> like, Sounds like a great time to do a deep dive into Minecraft. Yeah. The problem is, is when I get hooked on YouTube because I can just glaze over and sit there. And I definitely yeah. was in full force today. Yesterday I was pretty good. Um... But today it was it was bad. I was like to the point where I was watching like my third Olympic gymnastics video, and I was like, "How <laughs> I was did I get ask here?" If, <laughs> I was gonna ask if you've gotten down any good good holes. Yeah, man, it was like the freaking still rings are so hype. Have you seen that? I don't know what that is. It's like just the rings, and they're like doing the poses. Oh yeah, yeah, it is insane. And I'm just sitting <laughs> just there watching wondering how that. bad. Yeah, their bodies must hurt so bad just from doing their all shoulders. of that. Yeah, and they're always so short because all of their growth is stunted. But um, anyways, so that's how I was feeling. Like just sort of, I was a little bummy today coming back and being like, "Oh yeah, this is what was happening before I left." Like I wasn't around Nothing. all the people that I like love so much, and you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard everyone saying. Like it's always tough like being with family and then you have to leave and go back and know you're going to be away from them for a while again Mm -hmm. but it sounded like everyone was saying they felt like this departure was worse than others yeah it was a lot harder to leave i think part of it is because this vacation was better than others do you yeah like well i think um I do think all of the siblings were on more of a same page this time than any time in the past. Yeah, I think part of it was that um, we weren't in anybody's, like, zone, so nobody was stressed about hosting. And then, yeah, I think that was the big part. And then also we're just all on the same page as far as, like, getting along. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt closer to Rachel than I ever have, really. Yeah, same. Yeah, and... We really got to know Ben better, I feel like, in this go. Mm-hmm. And just, Which yeah. I think, that's kind of a good segue into what I kind of wanted to talk about the vacation, is it's kind of the first page in a new chapter of Driftwood Vacations, where we're all adults now. Yeah. There's no kids. We're in a very brief, unique period where the kids have grown up and there's no new kids yet. No, yeah, I mean, who knows when Rachel's going to start popping them out. <laughs> Any time now. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah. So, I don't know, it's just a different dynamic because, like, we're all able to take care of ourselves. Um, we're able to do whatever we want at any time, I guess. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about a lot on this trip? Huh. Like, when we see really, really old videos of when, like, mom and dad first had kids, or, like, even before they had kids, and it was, like... Oh, like, dad's so young. And, oh, look, he's hanging out with, like, grandpa, and grandpa's just, like, a dad. And it's just like, oh, they're hanging out. Like, I feel like we're at that age where I could look back and be like, oh, my God, look, like, Jay's so young. Like, yeah. Like, we're going to watch these home videos and be like, oh, Jay's hair is so long. Yeah, it's like, these are the good old days, I feel like. Like, what the hell Mm -hmm. bathing suit is that? You guys look like Yeah, that's the chapter we're opening. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And yeah, it's also highlighted by the fact that like people are bringing significant others now. Like, yeah. we're the adults now. And it's just a matter of time before then we have a bunch of kids and the whole cycle starts over. 
it's oh my goodness it's weird. just a very weird dynamic shift yeah i but think i oh sorry i do definitely favor this over like going home for christmas oh yeah it's an entirely different feeling mm-hmm. plus i feel like we've kind of like outgrown home you know in a sense like do you just mean like population wise <laughs> kind of yeah i guess all of, like all our friends don't necessarily come home for Christmas now either. So it's mm-hmm. like even coming home. Well, I guess it's different this year because of the pandemic. But um, yeah, I feel like part of the draw for coming home for the holidays is yes, you can see your family, but you can also see all your hometown friends. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even that's kind of like everyone's on different time schedules and one person might be there for this week, but not this week and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And also, yeah, just the whole house situation, you know, it's like everything was getting too rocked up. And I feel like in some scenarios, families would still try to do the same thing. And then it inevitably leads to disappointment. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is actually something I wanted to talk about. Um, Whether holiday traditions are good or bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that might be a whole nother thing to dive into. Yeah, that might be a full episode. We can do, like, a special Christmas edition, yeah, because we'll have... I don't know. I feel like we could talk about it right now. Well, I had a couple more points I want to talk about trips. Do you want to do those and see where we're at? Yeah, sure, we'll just do that. Okay, so I wanted... It's like, it might go quick. I wanted to talk about um, spending money on vacation. Ooh, okay, okay. And then I could hook you with the finances. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say money? (laughs) But, so... Basically, what's your philosophy? Like, are you... Because I know there's some people who they can seem really tight with money, and then they go on vacation, and it's just like, oh, la-di-da, like, yeah, I'll get that. I'm on vacation and stuff. So, what's your what's your vibe? I'm a little more loose with it when I'm on vacation. Like, I'll go out to eat more. Yeah. <laughs> um, But when I'm going out to eat, I'm still not, like, buying drinks and desserts and stuff. Yeah. Um, other than that, I feel like that's the main area to spend more. Yeah, I definitely was, like, a little bit bougie about groceries, I'd say. Well, not really. I think I was just more bougie about, like, oh, I'll go out for some meals. But yeah, as far as, like, I've developed a distinct disdain for travel souvenirs. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, like, I don't know how I'm going to handle that when my kids want stuff. Uh-huh. From, like, a tourist shop, and I'll be like, hell nah! Like, no, all the <laughs> stuff in this store is garbage. <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh, man. You remember we would, like, go and get, like, necklaces from, like, a jewelry store? Those necklaces were cool. They were cool, <laughs> but, like, kids don't need a weird Japanese character necklace. <laughs> okay, but at least a necklace you can wear. It's useful. Yeah. I'm picturing, like... The weird little glass animals, or like, oh, those. Are I don't know, just knickknacks. I hate knickknacks with a passion. Yeah, I hate anything that doesn't serve a purpose. I'm really starting to just ha- develop a hatred <clears throat> for possessions. You know, really Buddhist of me. I just hate. Yeah, I just stuff. Yeah, I just don't like stuff. Yeah, like when people give me stuff, sometimes I'm like, ah, now I'm gonna have to go <laughs> throw this away, and I'm gonna yeah. feel bad. Oh, man. A goodie bag? See you later. I'm dodging that. 
Dodge that. <laughs> what? Goodie bag? Oh, I'm over here. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, not man. a fan of the knickknacks. Like, if I saw my kid going to the to the table of, like, prizes that we have at the Silver Lake Festival. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, I guarantee all, like, ten tables contain, at most, a manufacturing cost of, I'll say, $10. And that's <laughs> hundreds of prizes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so what I've done to try to combat that, to yeah. provide a solution to my hatred, is um, obviously you could try to get things that are useful, but sometimes mm-hmm. you just go a cool place and you want a cool thing. Or you just want a thing to remember it by. Yeah. So, that's where collections come in. You pick one thing, and that's your thing. There you go. I picked pencils. Because I picked pencils lanyards. are cheap, and they're in every gift shop. Now that I'm living in a house with Sydney, we decided when we go somewhere together, it's going to be a magnet. So we get a magnet mm. we can put on our fridge. Okay. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah. Because that way you're not getting all these random knickknacks and you have to find a shelf to put it on or a yeah. drawer to put it in or yep. whatever. I've also started trying to like eliminate a shirt every time I get a shirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I'm already above the amount of shirts I ever want in my life. <laughs> Dude, I I did that too and I accidentally went overboard. <laughs> really? Like you got rid of too many? Yeah, I have, uh, so you know like the tech material t-shirts? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't need a lot of these, and a lot of these are really dumb, and they don't fit me. So I threw a bunch out. Now, I only have two. Oh, boy. So there's a very specific time of the year where I need to wear them to run, mm-hmm. and I don't have enough. So. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the trick of it, isn't it? Because um, I had my first moment where I was like, ooh, I like this shirt, where is it? Oh, wait, I think I got rid of that shirt. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I take solace in the fact that I know I will, I already have slowly started to acquire them. Yeah, it's so easy. If, if you flip they that gear and trying to accumulate clothes again, it happens immediately. Yeah. If you just, yeah, you just don't do anything and clothes just, like, appear to you. Yeah, they'll manifest themselves for sure. I really need to dig into me and Sydney's coat closet, because we have, like, far more coats than any two people should. Dude, don't get me started on coats. I have too many. But, like, each one serves a very unique purpose. Yeah. That's what I have no patience for. It's, like, how much space coats take up. But I'm just, like, this is, like, a nice leather, like, coat with, like, fur on the inside. And it's super warm. But, like, I'll only wear it when I want to be very warm but also kind of fancy. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a coat for every warmth and every fanciness level. Yeah. That's, like, Uh, at least nine coats. Right? And who's gonna... Where do you put nine coats? Yeah. You I have, have four two kids, winter you get 36 coats. Right coats. <laughs> <laughs> then you Ooh, gotta buy a new house. Coat closet. <laughs> oh, so man. this is our spare bedroom that we turned into the coat room. Wait, <laughs> coat rooms are actually a thing. Are they? I guess at, like, venues, we yeah. need to check your coat. You get a coat check. Yeah. I need a coat check in my house. Yeah. Oh, man. But then, okay, on the flip side of, I guess we're talking about possessions now, and I have mm-hmm. something else I want to say. Don't you have some well, of those I mean. things in your life that they're, like, made so well or so, like, specifically serve the purpose you want that you just sit there and, like, look at it sometimes because of how much you appreciate it? Do you have anything mm-hmm. like that? 
I'd have to think on it for a minute. Okay, because one thing that comes to mind... you have one. Yeah, one thing that comes to mind for me is my headlamp. It's right here. Oh, so, yeah, I forgot we talked about this. Did we already? I mean, you've talked about your headlamp. If, uh, <laughs> if we talked about it on the podcast, I apologize. But it, like, it's so freaking bright, and <laughs> it's as small as it can possibly be. It's very comfortable. It's waterproof. And then, also, I've, like, destroyed this thing. But it's, like, engineered to explode. So, like, it's plastic, but none of the parts have broken and all that I put it through. And <laughs> it just, like, oh, man, it's so well-constructed, and I love it so much. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just certain things like that. Or, like, a really, really good shirt that you just really love, and you're just like, man, this is a great shirt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that I just use, like, once a day, but, like, reliably and consistently use it once a day and mm-hmm. only once a day. I mean, we have our blender. <laughs> yeah. That I use well, I to guess make milk, milk it, make smoothies. Yeah. Or like, I guess it's when like there's a purchase that you make that you're just like, man, that was a nothing but night. Like, I bought that. I love it. I use it every day. You know. I guess the uh, the Xbox controller that plugs right into my laptop. Yeah. Like like a that treat was yourself one, gone right is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I suppose. That was one that I was just like on the fence for because I was like, I can play games with a like a mouse and keyboard. And, like, but if I do this, I can plug it into a TV and sit far away. Plus, I just like controllers better. I was so on the fence for so long because a wireless one is, like, 60 bucks. Oh, boy. And then I found a, one with a 10-foot cord yeah. that plugs in, and it's 20 bucks. So I was like, well, I can do that. And I love it so much. Same thing with the wireless keyboard mouse thing that I have going Ooh, on. Oh, yeah. Dude, the ability to plug my computer into a TV and then control it completely from a bed or a couch is just unparalleled. I love it so much. Yeah. There is definitely, like, yeah, whenever I'm trying to do an HDMI setup for streaming something, I always, like, have a heavy sigh before I get started because I know, it's like, oh, let me go get my mouse pad and my mouse and my computer and the charger and an HDMI cord. Uh Just, ugh. You know, you're going to have to make, like, three or four trips back and forth from the couch to your computer to control yeah. what you want. Oh, man. No good. In but... college, uh, one of my roommates did it with just a mouse, because then you can use the on-screen keyboard. Oh, jeez. Which is a little more of a hassle, but, like, it gets the job done. And once yeah. you're... If you're, like, watching Netflix or something, once you're where you need to be, all you need is the mouse. Yeah. So. So, there's that. But, yeah. That was... Those are two purchases that I was, like... I was on the fence for a long time, I finally pulled the trigger, and I have never looked back. So yeah. worth it. One of those things that I that I did was I bought this very specific belt. I've showed this Ooh. to you before. Have I? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have. I just love how, like, indestructible it is. It's, like, so yeah. simple. It's, Didn't like, just a very... Yeah. yeah. What? It's, it's, like, made to be simple so that it doesn't break. Yeah, it was like, you, can, you could tell this, like, nerdy engineer made it. He's like, oh, there were a lot of things about belts that I didn't like. And then, like, he just solved all the problems with this, like, belt design. And, yeah, no, I'm, I really appreciate it. I love things that are simple and will last, like, outlive me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I got my latest new belt from Aldi. Really? Oh, yeah, you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really doing the trick. Yeah, I belt, like, a new belt had been on my, like, things I need to get list for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But the belt that I have still hasn't given out. I don't know if it ever will. Yeah. Um, it still has paint on it from a party I went to during senior week. Ah. So it's at least 10 years old. Was it a painting party? 
It was a paint party. <laughs> oh, I forgot about those. Yeah. Like, everyone has, like, paint guns. They're just shooting paint around all over what? the place. Yeah, and you, you, like, wear clothes that you don't mind getting ruined. And you, like wore you just buy, like, a belt? <laughs> I was wearing, like, my throwaway pair of jeans and, like, a plain white t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just get covered in paint. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I still have that belt, but then it's been on my list forever, and then we were walking down the fun aisle in Aldi, and they had belts, and it's very rare that a belt fits me, because I have a pretty small waist, um, and usually the belts in those aisles are, like, the extra large belts. Would you say um, you have an itty-bitty waist? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, I know that's a song. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> Yeah, fun aisle at Aldi, found a belt that fit me. I was like, oh, Sydney, we're getting this. <laughs> we, like you and me. <laughs> it was like 12 bucks, I think, which is pretty good for a belt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Great purchase. Well, I feel like we should talk about, do you want to launch into holiday, like, theory? Yeah, are traditions good or bad? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll open up the floor. So... <laughs> I have some notes here. Brian Wilson has the floor. Are you going to filibuster? Yeah. I, in life in general, am not a fan of plans or expectations, which I know, taken too far, can be very detrimental. But, anytime there's a plan or an expectation that, like, you're just setting yourself up to be upset. Even if something is good, but it's not what you expected. Mm Mm-hmm. You end up upset or, like, feeling, like, off or grumpy. Um, I think it happened with me for Thanksgiving this year because I was expecting to come home and be super lazy and play Minecraft all weekend. And then we, like, went to the beef house, had a bunch of beans, watched some movies. We ran, we climbed, like, we did a bunch of stuff, but none of those things were Minecraft. And I was like, this was a good weekend, but, like, I didn't get to play as much Minecraft as I wanted. More of a trip than a vacation. Yeah. So, that, like, if I didn't have that expectation going in, if my expectation was, I'm going to go home and I'm going to be with Jay and Dad, and it's going to be fun, then, like, it would have been great. I wouldn't have had any weird feelings. Mm -hmm. But I was like, man, this wasn't really what I wanted. This wasn't really what I was expecting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So... Taking that line of thinking into vacations, or no, not vacations, we were talking about holiday traditions. Mm -hmm. Taking that into holiday traditions is you spend your entire life building this tradition, which when, in a certain phase of life, it's really easy to do the same thing over and over and over. And you get, like, entrenched in this tradition, which becomes, I feel like tradition is just the next level of expectation, yeah, you know? it's like you're setting yourself up to like have to go through strife to do something just because you've done it before. Yeah, exactly. So for so much of life, like I'd say up until high school probably, it's really easy to just do this exact same thing year after year. We're going to put the tree up on this day, we're going to watch this movie, we're going to have this meal, mm-hmm. and all of those things. And then once you get older and life starts happening, like... People don't have the right days off. You don't get the whole week off for Christmas. Or maybe you have to work through Christmas. Like, we have a lot of uh, medical 
field workers in our family now. Yeah. Or um, everyone's vegetarian now, so we can't <laughs> have the usual, like, Christmas casserole or whatever. Yeah. It's like all of those things are just like, oh, well, now we're not doing this, we're not doing this, and Christmas just isn't Christmas anymore. Like, everything's changing. And yeah. then you inevitably grow up and the holidays don't feel right. And so many people get so upset during the holidays. Um, and I think that's a large contributor. If everyone just went into Christmas being like, it's Christmas again. What's it going to be like this year? I don't know, but it's going to be fun and happy because everyone's yeah. in the holiday mood. Yeah, that's like definitely... we just com- We yeah. just completely blew our Christmas traditions out of the wa- water by going to Florida. But we were like, I feel like we removed ourselves so far that we were like, okay, this Christmas is going to be different. Yeah. But it's going to be good different. Like, we didn't get Dad's Christmas robe. We didn't get the Christmas casserole. Um, We didn't really do presents. No. But we were just like, we're all together and this is fun. Yeah, that's definitely... That's definitely interesting. I, um... I was thinking a lot about that with my birthday this year. Oh, yeah? yeah. I feel like you being a Christmas-ish baby have always gotten kind of robbed. Well, like, yeah. So, in one sense, you can kind of feel that way. Really, growing up, I just... They felt like two different things to me, if that's what um they were trying to do, like, mission accomplished. But, uh-huh. yeah, I never really felt robbed. Um, But I would say... Like, there's so many people who are just like, oh, like, don't do anything for my birthday. Like, I don't want anyone to, like, do anything. Like, don't make a big deal out of this. And I started to kind of feel like I was going to be that kind of person. But I don't think Mm -hmm. I am. I think I just prefer it if nobody really cares. Or, like, nobody worries about it, I guess. Like, because, honestly, the past two birthdays I've I've had have been, like, the best birthdays, in my opinion. Like... What happened at your birthday last year? Like, last year, you might have missed it. Like, it's just not, like, literally. But (laughs) literally, all that happened was, I think everybody stayed in that night. We had the whole, all four siblings, so, like, we all stayed there. Um, We, like, had dinner, had some cake. I probably got, like, some presents. Those have kind of been dialing down. But, um... And then, like, we all just hung out, and you guys got me a six-pack of Stouts. (laughs) Stouts. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, it is coming back to me now. Yeah, but also, like, I had stopped taking my pain meds for my wisdom teeth surgery. Oh, yeah. So that I could <laughs> drink that evening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, what a time. But it was, like, the funnest, just because, like, I had all you guys. It was, like, really chill, and we were just hanging out, and, like, that's all I really wanted. But then this year was, like, so, so fun, just because, I don't know, I didn't really expect... You guys to plan anything we talked about a bonanza but i just figured like oh we're gonna like drink and be merry but then like dinner i was like just overwhelmed with joy like that was so fun just sitting down with everybody and the meal was fantastic yeah. and i was so happy and then we went across the street to the tiki hut and like we're just bonanzaing all over the place like i was <laughs> over the moon the bonanza escalated far more than I expected it to. <laughs> Same, yeah. Like, I I had no expectations going in. I think that was the key. Like, I was just like, uh-huh. oh, man, like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, and any pandemics aside or any, like, going to Florida business, like, that was perfect, I feel mm-hmm. like. 
Yeah, I think another aspect of not having expectations that helps you enjoy things more is it helps you be more present in whatever's happening at that moment mm -hmm. because you're not looking ahead to what you're expecting to happen. Yeah. Like, if we had that night, but you were like, ooh, at the end of the night, there's going to be this big thing, and I can't wait for that, then you wouldn't have had as much fun doing the things, like playing the games we were playing at the time, you know? Yeah. I like that. I think I think that's one philosophy. Yeah. It's interesting, though, um, like, do you at all think that it's bad to not try to make any tradition? Because imagine raising kids, and you want them to be really excited for Christmas. Like, I would definitely yeah, want mine to be. So then... I think... <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. I feel like traditions should be... It's difficult, because I feel like traditions should be definitely a thing that you're allowed to do. Like, when you have kids, it's fun to be like, oh, let's watch the Polar Express! Everybody's jacked to watch the Polar Express! But, like, the minute that you need to, like, force it at all on anybody... I think it. you need to, like, pivot, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you should enjoy traditions, but not depend on them. Not become too attached to them. It's another, it's another Buddha thing. It's like, don't get too attached to your possessions, because they could go away at any time. Yeah. You know? Hmm. I think I really d developed that belief and got good at practicing it when I was little because I broke almost everything I had. <laughs> so I was like, this toy is great, I love it so much, but like, if I, it might break. Yeah. Probably will break. <laughs> I tend to get great enjoyment in just whipping my action figures at walls and stuff, so. <laughs> There's still a stain on the wall in the house that I look at sometimes, and I know for a fact it's, like, bottom left of the water cooler, like, right to the right of the garage door. Uh-huh. I know it's from some... I think I was throwing it at you, maybe, but I was in the basement, and I threw my blue Power Ranger as hard as I could trying to get you. <laughs> and I slammed into the wall, and there's, like, a blue scuff on the wall. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I remember, I remember being little... And, like, getting really upset when I broke a toy or lost a toy, it was, like, devastating. I was so sad. And now, in my adult life, as I've matured, when things break, even if it's something I really like or really cared about or it was, like, a really cool souvenir from a cool trip or something, I don't know, I break it and I'm just like, oh, well, that sucks. And then I move on. I'm like, yeah. it was a thing, it's gone now. Yeah, at its core, almost any material thing is replaceable, so. Yeah. So, really and that's well the same on. approach, that's the same approach you need to take with traditions, because it's like, yeah, one tradition is great, but when you end one tradition, you can start a new tradition, or whatever replaces the tradition might be just as good, or just as fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's any scenario where it's good to have expectations? Oh, man. Because like... recently, me and Sydney got this hot chocolate um from this place called blue surf cafe in wilmington yeah and she had been building up this hot chocolate for literally like almost a year oh like boy. talking about how it's the best hot chocolate ever and i was i was trying to like in my mind be like don't set an expectation because you know what happens when you set expectations but we went and got this hot chocolate and a whole year of hype did not like <laughs> belittle it at all it is oh, man. by far hands down far and away the best hot chocolate i have ever had anywhere oh man 
What no about it? Is it like asked. really, really chocolatey? It's super thick, super creamy. It's like almost as if they just melted chocolate bars and then put in flavoring. Also, yeah. when you get to the bottom of the cup, you can like see the sugar in it too. <laughs> but it's like, dude, you could drink one of those cups of hot chocolate and it's like a meal. Like you don't need to eat dinner. You can just have that cup of hot chocolate. That's how oh, rich yeah. it is. It's just like a Wilson Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was another thing I felt left out on the vacation because everyone's always drinking Bloody Marys and I'm just not a Bloody Mary kind of guy. Yeah, dude, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's like one of my favorite drinks in the world. I missed the train. Yeah. I can like sip, I maybe if I just force myself to drink some, I could come around to it. Like drink some V8s, maybe. Try try to ease my way in. Yeah, dude, I did it with tomatoes. I, I believe in you. Okay, yeah. All right, 2021 is the year of the Bloody Marys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shoot. 2020. It was known for many, many things, but a year of soft cheeses didn't catch on with that many folks. <laughs> but I feel like I executed, you know? I bought a, more than one wheel of brie. <laughs> did you, was that a goal of yours? No, yeah, like, I started saying it, like, the beginning of last year. The beginning of this year? Or the year? beginning of this year. Like, I, like, very early on, I think I had a very good experience with, like, some brie or something. I said, oh, man, 2020 is going to be the year of soft Jesus. <laughs> it sounds familiar now that you're saying it. Yeah. But I didn't know it was a theme that had persisted throughout the year. I've been saying it pretty consistently. I think, um, I, sa- I mentioned it to Sydney and Hannah at different points, I think. <laughs> okay because then we, we went to wine night with the ladies and mm-hmm. there were a bunch of soft cheeses and i was like oh man i've been meaning to branch out to soft cheeses you know 2020 is the year of soft cheeses <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like really i'm just like yeah they're just like why i was like because i said so <laughs> <laughs> well i guess maybe you're just not broadcasting your life to me enough maybe not I enough I, i've just been eating pepper jack all year and i could have oh, been eating well, that's oh, my no, mainstay. I'm not financially cheeses. stable enough to eat the amount of cheese that I do in soft cheeses exclusively. <laughs> but, um, but you yeah, gotta no. have that beater cheese. Yeah, you gotta have the one that you can just rack up the blocks on. But, um, yeah. I had you one can of my buy roommates. five pound blocks at Sam's yeah. Club. One of my roommates, though, it was the biggest hurdle of the year of soft cheeses, was she said that um, brie to her just tasted like butter. And I was like, hmm. first of all, why are you saying it in that tone? I really like butter. <laughs> Second of all, do you let the brie rest? And she said, no, I just eat it. I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, you gotta let the brie rest. You Dude, know? I completely 100% remember now because we were home last year <laughs> for, it must have been Christmas. Yep. And we got fancy cheese, and we had to let it rest on the counter for so long, and I was so annoyed. Yeah, I got into an actual fight with my girlfriend at the time. Oh, yeah! Yeah, you remember that? It was weird the rest of the evening, because we got, like, real worked up about the cheese. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, joking, yelling, like, it turned into an actual anger kind of thing. Yeah, man, oh, goodness. Because, oh, wow. (laughs) 2020, what a year. On the list of things to get genuinely upset about, I really didn't think Brie would be on the list for me. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, yeah, because you are you want it to rest so it can get to the right consistency, and if other people don't care, they're just going to eat it all before it gets there, and then you don't get any. Yeah, so then I was trying to control 
my girlfriend, and then we both agreed to let it rest, and then Ben started eating it. So I was <laughs> like, well, shit, I gotta start eating it, too. So then I ate it, and that just, oh, man. I can't tell Ben what to do. No, so that, yeah, so then I made the decision in my head, okay, I guess we're not letting it rest, but I did not communicate that, so it was just a whole Brie debacle. But, uh, <laughs> a debacle. A debacle. I was sitting there when I had, I had the word debacle loaded and ready to go, and I was like, there's gotta be a pun here, but I didn't get it before I careened into the sentence. Uh, I know, it took me a minute. But when you have Brie, when you have two Bs, you're yeah. like, Brie debacle. I mean, just saying the two words next yeah. to each other is, just kind of feels good. Debrickle. Um, Brie debacle. <laughs> yeah. But well, man, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a 2020 recap episode here. I was just wait, I guess about this that. would or it would be the next one next week. Yeah, so we can have like a. I'm glad we covered holidays in this one because then we can wrap up the year in the next one. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Because I feel like I was opened up to a lot of different culinary things. Soft cheeses being just the being just the flagship item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it opened the door. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to do a deep dive into everything I've done this past year so I'm prepared for next week. Good thing I've been writing a newsletter all year. (laughs) you got to read the minutes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, did you um, listen? Have you caught up on House of Run yet? No. Okay. (laughs) Their last episode? No, two episodes ago. I don't know. The one I just listened to is two hours long. Really? Which is, like, much longer than they usually go, but it made me think of us so much, because they got to, like, one hour, an hour 50 or something. Yeah. And they were like, well, now I just want to get to two hours. He's like, you think <laughs> we can just talk random crap until we hit two hours? And they're like, oh, yeah, we can do it. And they just did. <laughs> they talked about completely unrelated to running things. They were talking about, like, the NBA and, like... Oh, man. I don't even know. But yeah, I was like, see, these guys are going 500 plus episodes and they do the same (laughs) crap we do. So either this is why I like them or we're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Well, now we're verging on the daily daily uh, ground because we're talking about a podcast in a podcast. Yeah, that could be a problem. Yep. We're coming up on five minutes until an hour. And I think the real gap is that Toe Watch is no more. Yeah, Toe Watch, really. So there's no updates on anything? No J is gross? Nothing? No, I don't think so. Um, But I really, I think it's the professional move here to not stretch it out. I think we just got to close it. You think so? I think so, unless you I have any... I keep having thoughts flit, flit through my mind that I want to say something yeah. about. See, I, I took no notes this time. I'm just no doing notes. it completely. Yeah, no notes. I'm f- flinging myself in here, and now all these thoughts keep flitting through my mind, and then I can't remember what to say. Yeah. So I feel like I've done good so far. I feel like I've done well so far. But now it's those it's those little points that uh, just escape you. Well, the podcast is for us, man. If you have any, even the tiniest thing, lay it on me. Mm. Unless you're all good. I scheduled an appointment at the dermatologist. Ooh, gonna get that mole looked at? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was another highlight we didn't cover of the Florida trip. Oh, yeah? I've had this mole on my leg my entire freaking life, and for some reason on this vacation, literally everyone decides to bring it up and says I need to get it looked at. I feel like there was a moment. I don't remember when, but at some point I wasn't even looking at you. I, I might have been across the room. 
or maybe you were just like wearing pants so it wasn't visible, but something came up about a mole you had. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like we weren't even talking about that. We were just talking about like skin cancer. And then I was just like, what about that one on your left eye? And you were just like, yeah, no, that one's doing all right. And then it's just like, what? Why do you know about the mole on his left eye? <laughs> like, Because it's a good one. Yeah, and it's like, I hung out with him for a long time. I know about his left thigh mole. Like, come on. Yeah, we also run and wear very short shorts every day. So, yeah. like, but all but, the guys on my cross-country team probably know about that mole, too. No, yeah, but it's it's just funny, the thing, because I feel like that was the first time I ever, like, brought it up audibly. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> we both know about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. I You know what I also remember? As I remember discovering that I had a birthmark directly below my left nipple. Oh, yeah. And then I said something about it. I was like, dude, I think I just got a birthmark. Like, I didn't think I had one, and I kind of fell left out, but, like, there's one right here. And then you're just like, no, nah, you've had that. I was like, really? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. I, like, well, I shoot. see it a lot more than you do. Yeah, I didn't know. I guess my boobs were too yeah. big early in life. <laughs> Carrying uh, all of that baby fat in the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like, if um, if I had been in like, if I had been a jacked dude, I may have never noticed it. You know, unless yeah. I, off, in the extreme rare case that I in, at any point encountered a mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I, I feel like noticed. in our family, birthmarks aren't very uh, defined either. They're pretty no. subtle. Yeah. Like, do you have any? Because I remember, um, I remember at one point in life realizing, I was like, wait a minute, everyone has a birthmark. Where's mine? What? And then I, like, looked for it. What? And then I found it. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Back it up. Everybody has a birthmark? Yeah. Everyone is born. Thus, therefore, everyone has a birthmark. No. Are you sure? You know, well, like, how would they standardize that? Like, he was like, oh, there is a birthmark. It's somewhere. There's that weird stamp on the inside of the vagina that just gets you on the way out. Like, what? <laughs> I'm I'm going to have to Google this, but I'm pretty sure. Should we? Are you willing to wager a podcast point on it? Yes. What? <laughs> you don't think everyone has one? Let me Google this. It's okay, like, hold on, it's hold not on. Like Maybe a, not everybody, not but I'm saying, hold on. I'm saying, like, over 90%. Well, I mean... Like a high percentage. I have two. I have a teeny tiny one on my arm, and then I have one on my leg. Like, are you saying that it's like an anatomical thing that you're supposed to have? Like, you don't need it, but like, everyone's skin has one anomaly. Like, Joe Schmo is, is, if they're a run-of-the-mill person, they're going to have a birthmark. Not just, like, statistically yes. high, but it's, like, a thing that, like, it's in, it's an irregularity to not have a birthmark. Yes. Well, do you want to look are, this up now, or do you want to call well, the podcast right now? Well, I just looked it up, and I said, well, birthmarks are common. Not everyone has one. There's no way to predict if a child will have a birthmark or not. Not having a birthmark isn't a sign of a particular health condition or cause for concern. Also, remember that many types of birthmarks fade as children get older. Hmm. Mm. Well, I guess I haven't really been asking around, but I have never met someone that said they don't have a birthmark. Yeah. Some people, somebody tried to tell me that a birthmark is when they were pushing. I was like, that's no way. crap, because you'd have, like, a bunch <laughs> of rings. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd be like a tree. Okay. Well, 
to the audience, to all our millions of listeners, write in, tell us if you don't have a birthmark, and tell us why you don't have a birthmark. Yeah. I'll also, a, if you just now decided to look for your birthmark and found it, let us know, because that'd be cool. And you're welcome. Or... Just send us an email about anything. Do we have any emails, Jay? Oh, shoot. We always forget to check the email, don't we? <laughs> I know. It's always this exciting moment at the end of the podcast to see if we have emails or not. Well, you say it's always an exciting moment. I think it's more of a disappointing moment if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, we're setting too many expectations around it. Yeah, I can't set expectations. All right. Weekly Wilson Pod. Drum roll, please. Oh, shoot. We do have a, we do have an email. No way! I am blown away, Brian. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we gotta re- we read it now, right? Is that I, what we do? With I emails? guess. What if it's a violation of privacy? We can cut it out. Like if they huh? don't do want us to read violation it? Of privacy. Just read it how they signed it. If they signed their name, they were asking for it. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, dude. I was so caught off guard. I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Hello, Wilson Bros. One day binge listener, first time emailer. Ryan, your issue with throw blankets is definitely just a tall person problem. As a person who is five foot two, I have no problem sprawling out under a blanket and having both my feet and shoulders covered. Also, why wouldn't you just wear a robe? I agree with Jay on this one. I will make sure to keep some fluffy blankets you can wear around our house like a cloak and feel kingly as our guest. Overall, this is a delightful, easy listen during my work day, and I appreciate the humor you have brought to my day. Hoping you are able to release a new episode soon. Sincerely, a new subscriber. Heck yeah. Right? Dude. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to call it after episode 10. We were running low on funding, but it sounds like we just got renewed for another another 10 episodes. Dude, we're going to get sponsored here soon. You just wait. Oh man, it's only a matter of time. Well, do you want to comment at all? I mean, that's how that's how House of Run does it. They, they do yeah. some chat. Well, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking I know who it was, and I'm now very excited that they are going to be anticipating my need for blanket capes <laughs> because <laughs> that's going to make my traveling in the near future much more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and, um, and binge listener, yeah, that also makes me happy. Listen to all because, of because yeah, I w- no Jay, I was talking I, to the person who I think I know this is. They listened to all nine episodes in one day. Oh, that's amazing. That's nine hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, well, I guess they could have been listening to it on like 1.5 speed. So. Yeah, maybe. But still, that's a lot of you and me. I don't think I would listen to that much you and me, so props to them. Yeah, no. That's that's very impressive. Um, as far and as... Congratulations just... what? for being... Well, no, we had one email before from my girlfriend. I don't think it came through on this email, though. No, it did. Really? I remember. The subject was testing. Did you archive it? Yeah. Whatever. But anyways. um, I wanted to just reflect on... I haven't thought about the blanket thing in a while. But just thinking about you, how cozy you get a blanket, how much you love wearing them. I feel like it's a really cute Brian thing. It's one of those things you get <laughs> happy watching. Yeah, it's like watching like an animal be friends with a different animal. It's like how happy you are <laughs> wrapping yourself in a blanket. <laughs> See, the amount of joy it brings me and everyone else is just unparalleled. It makes it all worth it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, now that we've cleared out the inbox, I think it's time. Yep, I think that's all the, that's all the emails we got. <laughs> but thank you, uh, thank you, One Day Binge listener. 
we'll try and keep them coming. You know, we got to crank them out. We missed a week, so that's not great, but we'll keep them flowing. Um, so I apologize for just leaving our identity unknown for a while, but this is still the weekly Wilson. Um, this I'm Jay Wilson still. He is also Brian Wilson. This has been the weekly Wilson. And, and it is until next week and unless otherwise stated. With that, we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh man <laughs> I just had nothing to say I didn't know what to Me neither <laughs> Are we just gonna cut this one off then afterwards With no post chatter I think it's It's physically impossible for us to not have any post chatter Because we need to hang up the call And we would never I just know. cut it So words will be yeah. said and those will be included I feel like but are we going to leave that pause? Leave the listener list, like waiting? I feel like that's a good move. Yeah, that'll be funny. Let's do that. Yeah, there's suspense. Okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez.